Hello, you're listening to the Banaki Cast, the only podcast without a theme song or slogan. Uh, today, we're going to be talking pop culture news as usual, as well as today uh, that we got the new Miles Morales game releasing soon, so I figured I'd, do, because there isn't a ton of stuff that I watched recently that I could talk about, I think I'm going to be reviewing the Spider-Man game uh, exclusive to the PlayStation 4 in light of that new one releasing and i'll talk about the new episode of the mandalorian after that anyways i'm gonna get started with the news here there is um some sad news to start off with the host of the tv show jeopardy alex trebek has passed away at 80 uh, years old after a nearly two year long battle with cancer he uh, passed around by friends and family he was on that show for a very long time and it's, it's gonna be very sad to many people we sort of knew that it was going to be tough for him due to, it was, a, it was a, I believe it was a stage 4 cancer. I'm not sure. It might have been stage 4 pancreatic cancer. I can't say for certain. However, it's, it's very sad to hear that he passed. I know um, a lot of a lot of people have very fond memories with it. I, I'm, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Jeopardy for sure. They'll be taking a very long break in lieu of this. It's a... Uh, it's very sad to hear. However, at least it seemed to be rather peacefully in his home. And, and not only him, but the co-creator of Scooby-Doo, Ken Spears, passed away at 82. I'm not entirely sure what the cause of death was. However, again, that was, was very sad. A lot of people, including myself, uh, have very fond memories of Scooby-Doo. So to hear that, he, um, to hear that one of the co-creators passed away... It's going to be a bummer to many, and uh, I, I feel, again, I hate to start the show with the bummer, however, I feel like that is the most, uh, it's most important to pay our respects up front. I feel like it's the most respectful thing to do because, you know, it, it it's news, regardless of how sad it is, um, and I think it's something that, you know, we, we should reflect on. However, to, I guess, get going into the, the rest of the news and the rest of the show, the movie Tenet, Christopher Nolan's new film, has set a home release for December 15th. So if you weren't in one of the areas where you'd be able to watch that in theaters or you just didn't get around to it, you'll be able to watch it at home on VOD or Blu-ray or whatever. Uh, you know, I think it's good for a lot of people who didn't want to see it, go out to see it. I saw it um, not immediately when it released, but I saw it pretty soon after and uh i enjoy it quite a lot i think it's a solid film a, a good action flick of confusing that's for sure um but you know i'll be i'm excited to hear what other people think because now more people will be able to see it i think that's that's a important thing it's pretty cool however some uh rather heinous movie news is that disney has delayed free guy and death on the nile uh, obviously, they bo own both of those because of their purchase of 20th Century Fox, now called 20th Century Studios. And uh, it sucks because it's two more movies I won't be able to see this year. They, uh, they've they just taken them off the calendar, it seems. So, yeah, kind of crummy. Uh, I don't like... I still don't think Free Guy looks phenomenal. Death of the Nile, I feel like it looks good. Uh, I'm hoping... I, I have... I have hopes for Death on, Death on the Nile, although I'm not incredibly hopeful for Free Guy. It looks okay, but yeah, it sucks. Just more movies that uh, 
we're not going to be able to see the Crudes 2 still releasing. Let's go. I'm, I'm very excited for that. They just brought the Crudes back to my local theater, so maybe, who knows, maybe I'll have a double feature once the Crudes 2 releases. I think that, uh, I think that would be a good idea and something that I would very much enjoy. Uh, a lot of people might have heard about this. Johnny Depp, who recently lost his court battle with his ex-wife Amber Heard over the case of... Uh, I believe it was a libel or libel case. I'm I'm not sure how to pronounce it. L I B E L. The uh, the it's like slander. However, it's written down. It's recorded. It's permanent. He lost that court battle, and he says that he's going to appeal it. However, in lieu of that, Warner Brothers has asked him to resign from his role on Fantastic Beasts, which a lot of people seem to think is a pretty crummy thing of Warner Brothers to do, especially since neither of the two people in court have been convicted. A lot of people have taken Johnny Depp's side after some audio fi uh, re files or recordings of Amber Heard had released, seeing, seeming to... Uh, they seem to be pretty in favor of Johnny Depp, the, the audio files at least. And I've listened to a little bit of them. I know there seems to be a lot of stuff. However... You know, it, it's what it is. Uh, Johnny Depp's lawyer said that he'd be crazy not to appeal it. He plans to do so. However, he's stepped down from that Grindelwald, Grindelwald role. They don't want him, I guess, because they feel like it's a bad image. I love Johnny Depp as an actor, and I hope things go well for him. A lot of people are calling for Warner Brothers to... A lot of people are calling for Warner Brothers to fire Amber Heard. Even though the court was in her favor, a lot of people seem to be taking that side, and she's still on Aquaman 2. So, we'll see what happens. And I mean, Johnny Depp is a, like, a million times better of an actor than she is. I mean, that has nothing to do with the court thing. I'm just saying that, you know, they're they going to get a worse performance out of Amber Heard than they would Johnny Depp. It doesn't really matter. That's not the point. The point is, I mean, this court case, I don't know enough about it to give my full opinion on it. I, uh, I guess... Knowing what I know, I'm rooting for Johnny Depp, but we'll see what happens. I think it's it seems to be a toxic relationship regardless, and it's not something I'd love to spend a huge amount of time on talking about, but I think it's important to bring up. And, uh, however, Johnny Depp will still be getting paid his full eight-digit salary. That's a lot of money for uh, for one movie, especially where he's not the lead, necessarily. And... Due to his contract, it, I think it was called like a pay or play contract, something like that. Because he filmed one scene, he's getting paid his full salary. They have to, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I feel, uh, I don't, I, I, I was gonna say I don't feel bad for Warner Brothers, but I'm sure they're, uh, they're not happy about that. Because then they're gonna have to pay more for whoever replaces them if they choose to do so. Whatever they choose to do, they gotta play their cards right now. I, I, I am hoping for like a how Disney rehired James Gunn. I think that would be the best course of action for Warner Brothers to do financially, because I know a lot of people will choose not to see it because of uh, the firing of Johnny Depp. And in turn, the movie was delayed till July fifteenth, twenty twenty-two, getting a uh, summer release. When the previous two, I believe, had a fall release, maybe early winter. I think it was fall. The last one was definitely fall. First one it was a winter movie, but I believe it was a fall release. Something that is interesting, uh, Star Wars related, I, uh, I'm a, I, I am gonna say that I'm a little skeptical of this, because I don't know how, you know, how much, 
how, how truthful this might be. Because this is only a rumor uh, that a Boba Fett miniseries is possibly in the works at, at Disney. Possibly beginning to start shooting like as early as this week or next week. Like some, some sometime very soon. And there is some um, hype up about... Because like Mandalorian, obviously the Mandalorian's design is Boba Fett. They've been talking about, well, like, not, he's, he isn't Boba Fett, but, you know, the, the same helmet design, armor design, that is very much derived from Boba Fett. He's a bounty hunter. The Boba Fett influence is very much on that, like, there's a Boba Fett influence on that show. The show is very popular, just returned, but there's a rumor of a Boba Fett movie or show in the, at Disney for years now. Apparently there was going to be one, but then, uh... It sort of got scrapped with with the whole like all the weird spin-off stuff they were doing so I'm saying that if this rumor turned out to be true It's a very I think it's a very easy rumor to fabricate However, if it is true If we are getting a Boba Fett series, then I'm very excited for it. I like Boba Fett a lot and I'm I guess I don't know it would probably have to be after Return of the Jedi, I guess. I mean, that's the only... that's that's We've seen that explored in comic books in the past and stuff, and I think that that just seems to be the most interesting, meaty thing to do for people. Um, whether or not that's the story they want to tell, I don't think it would really matter. Um, however, I'm, I'm hopeful for it. I, I would love to see a Boba Fett miniseries. I think a miniseries is all it needs to be, because it'd just be like a... A second Mandalorian, just another Mandalorian bounty hunter. I don't, I don't need a full-on series of that mini series. I think would mwah, work perfectly. Spider-Man Three has begun filming. It feels like there's Spider-Man Three news every week. Tom Holland's always like, "Ah, oh, I'm ready to start filming." Uh, casting news, all these, like, there's a, there's a lot going on with that movie. I, I think they've started filming, and I think that as soon as they get enough uh, footage together, we'll be getting at least a teaser. Think this movie is going to be pretty overly marketed again as well. Hopefully not too much, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. The last two were marketed a, a lot. Um, I'm surprised. Like the first one, the first movie they revealed like pretty much the whole movie in that those trailers, and the second one again. I I thought when I was watching the second movie, I thought the climax, like the third act, was like the middle of the movie. It really has to do with the pacing of the film too. However. You know, it's, uh, I have high hopes for it. I, I just want, I want something relatively small scale. It seems like they might not go with that. Whatever. I don't, I don't care. At least I just want to see some real news. But I report on other stuff going into production. I reported on that Sandman thing in Netflix. I think I know nothing about going into production. So I figured I'd uh, talk about that here as well. Because I, whatever, people, people care, it would seem. Uh, some other Marvel news, uh, Black Widow uh, apparently is going to reveal what happened in Budapest. I think Jeremy Renner was the one who came out and said this. And a lot of people say, oh, well, what happened in Budapest? It's the thing that Black Widow and Hawkeye talk about, and I think in the first Avengers. And I have never been interested in Budapest. However, I guess if they're doing a Black Widow movie, you might as well show it. I hope it's not a huge chunk of the movie. I hope it's like... I don't know, five minutes flashback or whatever. I don't think it needs to be a huge ordeal. I mean, what do people want? It's just going to be like some spy mission. Maybe something blows up 
whether it's cool or bad or sad, I don't think it's going to uh, blow me away or blow my mind in terms of, I don't know, being a astronomically incredible scene or whatever. I, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not stoked. I've never really cared about Black Widow as a character, but the, uh, the upcoming movie, I just, I'd like again, it doesn't look super stylish. I just want some, I want a good popcorn movie. I want some twists and turns. I want it to do something interesting. I want it to spark my interest. I want it to get me thinking more after the movie. I want it to leave me wanting more and whatever. Maybe it's, it might just, who knows, maybe it'll tick all your boxes for others. It might just tick boxes. Um, so whatever, we'll see. I should have, I guess I should have mentioned this when I was talking about the Boba Fett stuff, but a new Star Wars series, uh, uh, female-led, is, and I'm not sure if that's the cast, I believe it might just be the showrunner, uh, there's some new info about it, I didn't even know about this series, but apparently it's going to be set in a, an unfamiliar timeline, a timeline that hasn't really been explored, we don't know much about, and it's going to be an adventure, like, Indiana Jones-style so that's cool. I don't know if that means it's going to be like treasure hunting or what. I'm assuming just some like on I'm assuming going to be less spaceships and more on the ground stuff. You could argue that the Mandalorian is that, but you know, maybe we'll get some more jungle planets. If I had to guess what timeline it would be, that I don't know cuz if it's it's it, they say it's something we haven't really explored. I would assume it's not. Uh, I guess I, we'll call it We'll call it uh, Age of Republic, that's the prequels, Age of Rebellion, the originals, and Age of Resistance, the sequels. I don't think it will be the Age of Rebellion, because like it's been done to death almost. I, I don't think it has been, but I don't, that's not unfamiliar. We, we know so much about that. Uh, the sequels, we know, I think, too much about that for it to be that too, especially recently with all the sequels coming out, the prequels. Yeah, we've had three movies. We've had the Clone Wars. It's a little tough. It could be in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, although The Mandalorian is filling that gap. Uh, you could say it'd be in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, but uh, Rebels and Rogue One and Solo have filled a lot of that gap. I mean, not all of it, obviously, but there's that's no longer... We, we know a lot about that timeline. I think the most likely uh, situation, now I don't know if it's something I necessarily want, but the High Republic era, which is a new thing they're doing with books and comics, where artists can have free reign and make stories, and it's set like 200 years before the prequels or something. And I, I know Yoda's in it, I don't... You know, Chewbacca could probably be in it too, thinking about it now, but I, I don't... Uh, I like having gaps filled in Star Wars. The more gaps that they create, it's going to be harder to fill them. And I think that, I mean, like, with there's so little info, we just know it's going to be sent in an unfamiliar timeline. So I think in some sense that should be exciting. And I just hope they do something interesting and cool. That's, that's all I want, personally. I mean, it could be, like, Mandalorian is sort of that first half of the gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. That's like 30 years, I think you could do like right before force awakens like uh five years before then 
you know, the sort of rise of the First Order, something that people don't really realize, uh, you know, something like that could work. But then again, Indiana Jones style. We'll see what happens. And that's all the news that I have for today. So I'm going to get on into my first topic. Well, I guess with the the, the main topic for today, that being uh, Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4, Marvel's Spider-Man, as it's called. I guess because it's a story game. It's a story. First of all, it's a story game I actually completed, which is weird. I I 100% of this game, and uh, I well I've 100%ed one of the DLC packs, and then I'm halfway through the next one, and I haven't started the third one. So I guess that uh, I mean I I'll talk about the main game. I'll talk a little bit about the DLC. I guess at least the stuff I've played. But I think because it's a story game, I think it's fair to do spoilers and non-spoilers i think the game has been out for a couple years now uh, since 2018 and it took me like six months to actually beat the story for the game i pre-ordered the game and it's a uh, it's it's great it's a it's a super fun game it i think the story the spider-man story it's not necessarily the most innovative like it's, it's no spider-verse it's not the most insanely original story but it's familiar and i think for something to be so familiar and and work so well in the the game uh aspect of it i think that's important and the the voice actor who plays peter parker is very good it's a he's a very good peter parker he's a very good spider-man and the the story like i said is is pretty familiar Although there are little twists and turns here, not many. I think there's characters that we don't get to see a lot without, without getting into spoilers. I mean, stuff that you would have seen in the trailer. Mr. Negative is a character that I knew like nothing about. Um, that And he's great in the game. And then you're going to have your more classic characters as well. Who, I don't know if you can hear the dog's footsteps, but she's, uh, she's near me here. Um, yeah, like I said, you're going to have more classic characters, and those work just as well. And I think that there's a lot of really cool uh, story elements. It's it's pretty well written. But even more importantly, the gameplay is, like, flawless. I think just swinging around New York as Spider-Man is a it's super... If you, you feel free, and it's relaxing, and it's quick and fun... And all the various moves, you have a ton of gadgets. You can shoot web shooters, impact webs that will send enemies like flying, whether it's sticking them to walls or the ground or whatever. Electric webs are some of my favorite. Concussive blasts, I think, have always just been kind of funny to use. Uh, some There's like a, a, a anti-gravity one that suspends the enemies in the air. There's a few different ones, spider drones. They're all they're all pretty good to use. I pretty much use them all if I need to because they're all useful. There's none that are super like awful. I think trip mines are really fun if you're trying to go in a little more stealth. I think the the, the stealth in certain enemy bases. I mean, you can only do it for the first wave, but it's still enjoyable. The throughout the game you unlock various suits, whether it's through missions. A lot of them you just sort of earn over time through like skill points. I think a lot of them are very cool. Uh, the one that I use the most is Spider Punk, which, if I'm being honest, might be one of the main reasons I actually got a denim jacket. I actually have a Spider of Spider Punk from the game. It's a very cool statue. I got it for pretty cheap overall, and it's it's like one of my only uh, 
actual like statues other than my army of Funko Pops, but it's it's a super cool statue. I love it so much. Uh, some other suits I used, there's one of the armored ones, the one that looked quite not. It, it, it was like red and black and it looked almost like the Red Hood uh, from DC and it was quite armored. It felt very, it obviously it didn't feel any different punching enemies, but it just made it feel right, like a, like a vigilante would just take down an army of guys. That was very fun to use. Obviously, I mean, I don't know if I'd even call this a spoiler, but the suit you get for 100%ing the game, the one it was just in his underwear, I never... I never found myself using that ever. I actually like the secret suit, which you d did for um, taking the secret photo ops. I mean, that that's not even 400%, but that's just him in his university uh, shirt and jeans with the Spider-Man mask on. I thought that was fun to use sometimes. That, that felt a little more sort of down to earth. Uh, one, one suit that I wish I had unlocked prior to doing this is the... Uh, the Spider-Verse suit, which I know is from the, you have to 100% the third DLC, so I'll get that eventually down the line, but that seems like a very cool one to use. There's a, there's quite a few cool ones. You, you unlock some very, some comic ones, I, the Ben Riley one I like, um, Spider-Man Noir is a really cool one. The movie suits are, are all cool. I know they're doing the Amazing Spider-Man one in the remastered version, which we will, uh, we'll talk about that version soon. Um, However, the you have the homecoming suit, the homemade suit from that movie. I like the homecoming suit a lot. It feels if I'm going to use a classic Spider-Man suit, I'll probably be using that one. Um, however, even the ones they did from Far From Home, the stealth suit in that, I I like to use every once in a while because that's very Spider-Man noir-esque. And it if I want to do like Spider-Man, but a little more like not as detective-y as Spider-Man noir, I can use that. The advanced suit from that movie as well the red and black is also a very flashy not flashy but it's very it pops it's a it's a very cool one to use and i think that the um the toby mcguire suit that they added recently uh for free not recently but it was one the ones they added after the game because of a huge fan push that was uh that was a surprise and i hadn't even seen the movies at the time and i i've seen the first two now and I, 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 I like using that suit. Again, that's another one of the suits that if I want to use a classic Spider-Man suit, that's a pretty good one to use. It's not, I'm, I don't like, I don't get nostalgic over the suit, but I, I get why people like it. It's a very well-designed outfit. While people say the combat is very reminiscent of the Batman Arkham games, I can't make that comparison because I've never played them. However, I, I find that the combat is, is like, it's crisp and smooth, and there's a, a wide variety of scenarios where things change my tactics change i come at things from different angles it's very it feels very fluid and satisfying each time even if i'm replaying replaying one base i can go at that situation from multiple different like i can do that multiple different ways i, I find that very satisfying and the uh the overall like it's just it's good it was not. It's not just good. It's great. The, the combat is so well executed, and I think that that has to blend with the swinging around the city, like I mentioned earlier, and that works. Uh, it works so well. Even you punch a dude off a building, and he won't fall to the ground. You'll get stuck to the side because Spider-Man doesn't kill people. It's very, it's very clever in its execution.
the I find the stuff around the city like the enemy bases my favorite stuff in the game is the combat however you go into the story mode there's going to be the combat you're going to have some boss battles that stuff's all fun I don't have an issue with any of the fighting in the story uh, I think even saving people in the story like whatever it, it's fun it works well however I find people saying that they think the Mary Jane Watson or the Miles Morales segments where you have to kind of walk around and sometimes even call spider-man to do a certain thing um or you have to do a little more stealth i know a lot of people enjoy those parts they don't compare to the spider-man stuff like the spider-man is it's so so far beyond anything that you're doing in those other segments the spider-man stuff is just so perfect compared to that i i don't i i would never choose to do the miles and miles or mary jane stuff again maybe if i'm doing new game plus or something but that's the only reason i would never do it otherwise the game even like free roaming around new york city the new york in the game it, it's awesome the reflections are awesome you hear people saying stuff through the streets you can interact with the people it's very spider-man-esque the side missions uh are, are really interesting I, I think some of the little stories that you go on with those are really fun i don't find the side missions great i only did them to 100 percent the game and get the platinum trophy but there, like there's some good stuff in that man i, I think it's it's such a such a good game i think everyone should play it especially if you're a fan of spider-man and you haven't played this you got it what i mentioned with the miles morales and mary jane stuff those gripes they're so minimal and it i i really like it it doesn't affect my view of the game at all it's something that i wouldn't necessarily go back to but it, it's such a such a small portion of the game and it takes up like less than a percent of what I've done playing the game. Like I think every everything else, a lot of it comes down to the combat and the free roaming. It's just so so satisfying. Even the the photo mode is fantastic. You can take some really. I, I started up an Instagram account just taking showing photos that I got from Spider Man. They weren't like the most amazing thing ever. I thought they were fun. It was, it was very user friendly. I don't know if I'll ever go back to that, but it's it's like it's some really great stuff i think it it's good for new players i think it's like i said it's great for spider-man fans superhero fans i played it on the hardest difficulty and it was a little difficult at first but i i got used to it very fast i i didn't like it's it's super uh accessible i think to a lot of people if you have a ps4 it's, it's one the must-haves absolutely um i think the game is almost flawless and i like i don't I talk about Among Us and Brawlhalla. I gave the, both of those games a four. I can't not give Spider-Man PS4 a five out of five. Like it's it's like maybe if I did out of ten, maybe it'd be a nine. But even that, like I don't care. I'm giving it a five out of five. It's the perfect score for me. I, I think it's it's so so well done. The DLC, um, you know, I I've played the first one and it's fun. It's not like it didn't blow me away but i'm not i'm not judging the total game on the dlc i think it was, it was good where it was i've yet to play the rest i, I plan to because i just want some of that more content when you get in the dlc the enemy bases do get a lot more difficult that's something i appreciate but i think i'm gonna get into spoilers now because and i'll talk about a bit about the story so if you don't want to be spoiled uh i'll try and put in time codes and just skip around the video you know anyways so the the story um I guess the the main spoiler, if you want to call it that, in the game is Doctor Octopus and his uh, 
I'll, I'll call it the fall to the dark side. I a lot of people were acting like that was a big spoiler, and I don't know why. I mean, I know some people have the same opinion as me, but as soon as I saw him in the game, like I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna turn evil. Like, is he not? Like, it, it wouldn't make sense. And the like, uh, his sort of psyche breaking down. You you kind of witness that, and you it's well developed, and you understand it, and it's sad, and it. Because he's really quite a nice guy in the beginning, and I think they handled that really well. It was sort of a new side of this character we hadn't really seen on this sort of scale, or at least in this medium, for sure. I think all the other superheroes are, are pretty good. The Sinister Six coming together was satisfying in the way this Spider-Man takes them down. I think it felt very... Like, the pacing for the story was really good, I thought. There were, there were even some really unique situations, like the... Um, uh, there is stuff with a Mr. Negative, although I would say it's more so with that one level where it's a scorpion and you get that fear toxin or whatever. You, well, not, not fear toxin, but you get like poisoned. And that's a very, very creative level. I like that. That's definitely one of my favorites. And the end boss fight with Dr. Octopus, I mean, I didn't, I didn't love it. Like, I mean, I gave the game a perfect score, although I don't know if every single aspect of the game is perfect. I, I think it was a good boss fight, although I didn't feel... Eh, I, d I do remember losing a fair few times, so that, you know, maybe that's why I don't have the fondest memories. Uh, although it was difficult, so it put up a challenge, and I was, I was definitely satisfied when I beat him. I think that the them taking the story with Miles Morales is good. I think it's a good direction to take it. It makes sense. I'd like to see a Spider-Man 2. However, they've sort of set themselves, they've set themselves up for failure. Uh, that being with the, we talked about this a little bit on two episodes ago, uh, when I talked about it with Hayden, the remodel for the new Spider-Man Remastered. They changed Peter Parker's model for Spider-Man Remastered, and they, um, they, they took it, they took that model and used it for Miles Morales. And it looks a lot worse. I don't think it looks as natural. I don't... I, I, I've grown so fond of the original design. I don't want to see it. It's basically like being replaced with a different character. It looks like a, a little wimp with a little runt, a little punk. I don't, I don't like the new design at all. It looks it looks like Tom Holland, but not as cool. <laughs> I think Tom Holland has a certain likability about him. No one doesn't look likable at all. I think apparently it's better to match his voice performance but I don't, I don't care it was fine I, I thought it looked flawless in the first game I don't know why they changed it I don't even know why they're remastering the first game if it's gonna if the first one's apparently gonna be backwards compatible with the ps4 just bundle the first game with Miles Morales three masters including like six suits or something just include that with like do it as an update I get you want to have the launch edition but the remastered maybe the reflections look better but it's a two-year-old game Maybe if it released in like 2014, maybe, but released two years ago. Less, like, it's it's not necessary. It's pointless. I'm not. I could get the launch edition of Miles Morales, which comes with Spider-Man Remastered. I'm not going to. I'll just get the normal Miles Morales for the PS4. But like, it's 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 frustrating knowing that they just. I mean, they remastered the game, but I would rather have them, not, like, I, I was gonna say I I would take the old design over the new suits and a worse design 
which I guess is just the original game, so I guess I always have that to play. It's the, the remaster. Literally, the new design makes it not worth it for me. I, I like. I don't want to. I don't want to play that. It's not. It's not something I want to do. It looks like. Obviously, it wouldn't ruin the whole game, but that design is crap, and I don't want to. I don't want to play that <laughs> anymore. Miles Morales, I'll play because it it's a new story. And luckily, Peter Parker's not going to be in it a whole lot. So good. I like get good riddance. Um. Although I, what I will say is at the ending of of this PS4, while while we're still in spoilers, I I was I I heard that Aunt May had died. I actually a friend of mine posted on his story, which uh, to be fair is a bit of my fault. Cause I hadn't finished the game uh, quickly enough after I got it, I guess. But it was a uh, it was sad and you know sad seeing the grave in New York, but. I think that there is, um, it wasn't just that, I, I saw the grave on a, a YouTube video actually, where you had to take a picture of Uncle Ben's grave as like a, a, a secret photo thing and it showed Aunt May's grave beside it, you know, it's, it was sad, I think it was a good, a good angle to take that character because it wasn't something we had really seen in any movie before and it was, you know, it was a bummer and I think they handled it very well, that really does it for all my spoiler talk on Spider-Man, so I guess... So I guess I'll get in the Mandalorian episode 2 now, chapter 10. I have very little to say on this episode. Maybe it has to do with the fact that not a crazy amount of ha uh, happened. The um, spoilers, by the way, if you didn't know that already, all these Mandalorian talks are going to have spoilers. I don't want to dart around it. Do I think the, uh, do I think the episode was good? Um, yeah, but it wasn't great. It, I don't think it was really... I don't really think it met the standard that it, the show sort of set for itself in previous episodes. It might be my favorite, like, it might be my least favorite since, like, episode two of the first season. I think episode two of the first season might be my least favorite, but, but even then, maybe even more so this episode. Like, it's not... First of all, the first episode of the new season was a great start. It was sort of a side quest, but there was something earned at the end of the episode, and so I valued it. This episode, you, you're you starting to go somewhere, but then you have to do a side quest, and it, at the end of the episode, you don't even get to see where they get to go after. It just ends once they leave. And the main conflict, I guess the start of the episode with the little fight, it, I, I, the hostage-like bit with Baby Yoda, I, I thought that was... Uh, fun. I I didn't really mind that. I like that bug in the uh, the cantina playing, uh, whatever sport uh, or not sport the, the the gambling with the um, the the lady who mans the what's it called the the spaceport. That uh, I like that I like that alien a lot. The puppet that was that was very cool. It felt very Star Warsy. Uh, that actress again. She's not like an incredible actress. I think it sort of fits with star wars but when she started speaking frog that was a little weird um i didn't love that i think it maybe could have worked if it, if she was masked like the mandalorian because you wouldn't see like her mouth opening up like it was but you, whatever it, is, like, it didn't make or break the episode for me uh the main conflict with the mandalorian crashing on that ice planet getting stranded i like the shot um w with the crashed razor crest that was a that was a cool shot i thought 
um, the it is very blue. It's a very blue episode. And it's quite. It's like a dark blue episode, not dark blue, but it's blue and dark. The there's some X wings. I think that might have been Dave Filoni's character coming back from the first season, chasing him. I like that little interaction with the X wings, as if they're like traffic cops. I th I think that's cute. I like the fact that he says, "May the force be with you." Like it's just a a, a salute or a motto or whatever. I I think there's. There's some good. There's a good little bit of world building in that. I think the the ice planet, though. I mean, a large part of it is this frog lady who can't. I do like how the subtitles called her frog lady and how. Cause I don't even know if she has a name, and how uh, it says speaking frog on the subtitles. He says I don't speak frog. They just call her a frog. Like they don't. They don't dance around that at all. I like her like the frog lady translating through uh, zero the droid from the first season that was a good use of i guess parts uh, if i'm being a little punny but i think the i guess part of the conflict with baby yoda keeping eating her eggs it was like supposed to be a funny little thing and like yeah baby yoda's cute but i felt like bad that this lady was losing her kids like i was like oh that really sucks and as soon as Baby Yoda eats that spider thing from the egg, I was like, good, she's not eating the, the, the woman's eggs anymore. And at the end of the episode, it seems like Baby, Baby Yoda was scared. seems like he had learned something when he turns away. But then he has one more egg, and it's sort of like ruined. Like, it's like Baby Yoda had a little arc. I thought that was, it was new, something cool. And I just sort of uh, uh, threw that out at the end of the episode uh, just for a joke. I didn't think that was worth it. And I like the action scene with the spiders, them running away, them it attacking the ship. I, I wouldn't like to be, I wouldn't want to be in that situation myself. But I think there's some good stuff. I think it, it, it looked good. The visual effects are always good. I just think that the environment didn't look beautiful. Um, I'll say that. Overall, episode ended. Uh, and I think when it said directed by Peyton Reed, I was like, oh, okay. Because Peyton Reed, like, I like Ant-Man, but he doesn't add anything to the movies he directs. He just sort of films what is written and doesn't really do doesn't add a lot of his own visual flair or you know stylistic stuff he's not a very stylistic director overall the episode wasn't great but it definitely wasn't bad it was just mediocre i guess is the best way to put it which is unfortunate due to how epic the the previous episode was that's all i got for this week on the i guess the Mandalorian talk. I don't know what to call this segment. If you have any ideas, let me know. Uh, I'm open to suggestions. And I, um, I, I would have said earlier in the recording that we we're going to do questions. Um, and I did get some in this week. However, I, I'm, I'll make sure to edit that previous part out so you wouldn't have heard that. So why I'm telling you now is a uh, beyond me. However, we got some questions last week. I got one question in the previous week. I think I'm going to hoard the questions and store them up for a video to until I get questions more regularly I'm going to just uh, hoard them up and then read them all out uh, on like hopefully the next podcast and we'll just have a, a good amount of collect get a little collection of, of stuff to read out and maybe even have a guest be there with me to talk about it so that's good stuff but that does it for the show I'm Thank you all for listening. There was pretty light on news. 
I feel like it said everything I wanted to about Spider-Man. I was, a, I felt like I for such a big game, I, I said it less than. I don't even know if it was less than I could have. It was, I said like I felt like I said I said everything I needed to, and the um the Mandalorian, like I said, I didn't have a lot to say, but this is still gonna be like a forty-minute podcast-ish. So yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a it's a good length and. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. If you haven't already, uh, please subscribe to the channel. I should have mentioned that earlier. I need to get on that uh, because a lot of people who might listen to it aren't even necessarily subscribed. So thank again, thank you all for listening. If you want to reach the show with questions, go to underscore Benaka underscore on Instagram or at Ben Parker Lives, all one word, on Twitter. Thank you again. As always, please stay tuned.